suit up to stand up. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm joined by Pastor Trevor Main. Welcome, hey. Pastor Trevor. Hey, it's good to be here. Yes, um, it's great to be together on our podcast. And um, we have concluded this past Sunday our Energized series um, through the book of Ephesians. We've come to the Grand finale. Grand finale. <laughs> chapter six. Chapter six, and it's kind of fun. We get to chapter six, verse 10, and it says, finally. Mm-hmm. The verse starts with that word, which is very fitting as we come to the last message in this series of messages on the book of Ephesians. And we probably could have preached a lot more. There's a bunch yeah. of sections we had to to kind of <clears throat> go over, yes. not, not cover in depth because there's so much good content in the book of Ephesians. But Mm -hmm. this Sunday we uh, presented the theme. It's a theme of spiritual warfare. Yeah. Kind of an interesting topic. And uh, the title you used for the podcast was something that was emphasized as we met together yesterday, the importance of suiting up, putting on our armor, suiting up in order Mm -hmm. to be able to stand up. Yeah. And what does that mean? Well, it's just in in that passage in Ephesians chapter 6, it it opens with an emphasis on standing. Mm -hmm. And as we think of spiritual warfare, sometimes we want to think, oh, we're just going to go out into the fight and we're going to punch and stab and shoot and kick. Slay some demons. Slay some demons. (laughs) And yet, as I was reading in this passage, and and I tried to incorporate the whole congregation in this reading yesterday, having them stand as we went through it. But in these first couple of verses, it emphasizes standing four times. Like our goal in spiritual warfare, the goal is to be able to stand, mm. to be the last person standing, last one standing. Yeah. And I think the devil would like to be the last one standing. Of course, yeah. Um, but God wants us all to be able to stand. And so it says there to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm. It says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Mm. And after you've done everything, to stand. So it says, stand firm then. So four times Mm. in just a few verses. On this subject of spiritual warfare, saying, you know, the the key here is to stand. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot different when you think of, because the other language around it is, um, like, put on your armor. Like, you, you know, a lot of visual uh, things, like you think of a knight with his shield and breastplate and... And it's a powerful illustration. And Paul chose to use that. He does describe the armor of God saying, you know, put on the the belt of of truth, yep. the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, sword of the take spirit. up the sword of the yeah. spirit, the shield of faith. Mm-hmm. And as he presents that armor, there may be a tendency for us as humans to focus more on the physical side of the metaphor. Yes. The fit military hardware, the military equipment, yeah. and a little less on the spiritual like the purpose of the equipment that you're putting on. Is that what you mean? No, it's the purpose, but the equipment is not what we think it is. They're invisible qualities. Yeah, that, that's so what getting, I was meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're getting dressed in these invisible qualities, mm-hmm. which might leave us feeling like we're going out to fight in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> and that's not a bad thought. Yeah. Because 
when we are able to stand against the attacks of the evil one, the fact that we're standing isn't because of what we're dressed in. It's not because of any equipment mm. that we have other than these spiritual resources that God has made available to us, like righteousness, like truth, like peace, mm. like salvation, faith, beautiful things, yeah. but invisible. Yes. Yeah. It makes, it does, um, I mean, that should be all we feel like we need, but yeah. that does make you feel a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, that's been my thought as well, that, um, there could be a false sense of security, imagining ourselves ready to do battle with the devil. Yeah. When we're like, if we modernize this text, we've got our flak jackets on, yeah. kind of those military grade helmets, you know, we're bulletproof. Basically yeah. you can start to feel like Iron Man or Superwoman, like yeah. shoot me with whatever you've got, but I've got the armor that's going to, the bullets are just going to yeah. bounce off of me. But that's not the main point of the, that's not the emphasis of the teaching that the apostle Paul presented in Ephesians, but rather to cultivate those qualities, put on these qualities of truth, mm -hmm. righteousness, um, the word of God, taking up God's word, and using those things uh, to enable us to withstand mm -hmm. any attack from from the powers of darkness. Mm -hmm. And they call it schemes too. Yeah, I know the devil's scheming. That's an impactful phrase thing. What well, is the devil just kind of devising and just scheming? Well, because that seems l more intentional and less, uh -huh. um, like if you scheme something up, it seems more intentional and less yeah. impulsive. Yeah, the devil trying to see, like that's what we wonder, what does the attack look like? Yeah. I don't think it can take many forms. Because yep. the devil's scheming creatively, trying different things to see what will make us fall. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's sort of the contrast between standing mm -hmm. is the symbol of victory, that we're standing firm in our faith versus fallen or defeated. And such a sad image comes to mind when you think of a battlefield and seeing yeah. the fallen. Yes. And in a church, Christian family, brothers and sisters in the faith, uh, we don't want to see anybody fall. No. But everyone to be able to stand firm no matter what. Yeah. Wow. So how do we do that? <laughs> how do we do that? It, said, <clears throat> it says to um, suit up. Yeah. Suit up so you can stand up. And probably each one of the qualities that were addressed by making this analogy to armor, mm -hmm. uh, we could look at each one of them, like the, the example of the belt of truth. Mm -hmm. So the devil will come at us, I'm sure, with lies, mm -hmm. twisted truths, half-truths, things to make us doubt, to discourage us, to believe things that aren't true. Mm -hmm. And so if we can allow ourselves to be surrounded by truth, like a belt that would wrap all the way around us, we just surround ourselves with truth, think about things that are true, uh, study things that are true, memorize things that are true, mm -hmm. that suiting up in that truth um, enables us to take our stand mm -hmm. and not be be defeated. It's just yeah. one of the elements. Yeah. Righteousness is another good one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you or any of the listeners remember, but <clears throat> about two months ago, we had another sermon series on following Jesus, following in the yes. footsteps of Jesus. And mm -hmm. one of the sermons that was my responsibility to present was following Jesus and observing how he confronted evil. Yes, I remember that. And uh, some takeaways at the end of that message, well, we saw Jesus confronted evil with truth. He used mm -hmm. God's word. Uh, but he also emphasized, like, I think, holiness. And so righteousness and holiness, cultivating that quality, that Christ-like quality, 
helps us not give the devil any foothold. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'd just be like catching someone who's really, like if someone wanted to catch you, but you just can slip away, like there's nothing to grab onto. Yeah. But if we allow ourselves to give into temptation, into sin, and don't take uh, holiness seriously, it gives the devil more to get a hold of mm. and to trip us up. And so I think cultivating that righteous life is another one of the things this scripture says we can put on, like the breastplate of righteousness, protect our heart, but really mm-hmm. protect our souls, uh, living for Jesus. And it puts us in a much better position to have victory and to stand to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I don't know if there were any of those other pieces of the armor that you caught, Julie, that you think are um, especially important. Yeah, well, the gospel of peace, right. <laughs> that yep. one, we talk quite a bit about peace and peace. Yep. I find it's a it, one of those things that is like beautiful and we all want to have it, yeah. but it's it's hard, difficult to attain. Yeah, but just think if we don't, if we're not quick to spread peace, like this talked about in this passage, to be outfitted with uh, the shoes kind of being... Mm-hmm. The shoes of uh, readiness to kind of share the gospel of peace or to live the gospel of peace while the devil is trying to divide us, to get us angry at each other, to split the church over all kinds of different things, um, to cultivate discord, mm-hmm. then how much better it is for us to be able to stand firm if we can allow God to put fill us with peace, yeah. to have peace flow through us, to cultivate that quality as a part of our lives, mm-hmm. enables us to stand Yes. Firmer. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you talked about suited with faith. Yeah. Suited yeah. up with faith and the parallel to physical <laughs> armor was the shield. Yes. And so this faith is an invisible quality. That's maybe one of the most invisible things because we're just trusting. Yeah. Trusting in God. We're trusting that what he says is true. We're trusting that he is all powerful, that he is able, that he's with us, that he's got this, that he's going to have the last word. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to rest in him. And there was one passage in the Old Testament I did not share on Sunday, which brought this to mind. And it's a battle scene. This is a real life battle scene from the Old Testament in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 17. And the people of Judah were being um, attacked by enemies. Uh, They were fearful, they were uncertain what was going to happen, and the Lord spoke to them through a prophet, saying to them, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm. I like Mm -hmm. that language because it parallels so well with what we read in Ephesians. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Mm -hmm. And so our journey of faith in the battle with Satan, the demons, the power of darkness, Sometimes that shield just saying, I believe, I trust in God. I just have to stand here and believe that God will protect me. God will bring me through this. I don't, I don't even have to battle. I just have to stand on faith. Yeah. Trusting. Wow. Just good. Yeah. (laughs) It is good. And it sounds so easy. It also, at sometimes I think maybe feels a little scary because like you said, so many of these you can't, um, you can't always see. No, and, and we might wish we had something visible that we could yeah. fight with. Yeah. And I mean, some people, they take up their, pick up their Bible. I know some people, they're afraid they might take a physical Bible and put it on their, their chest at night when they're sleeping, and they'll yeah. feel especially safe and secure. And I would say 
the book isn't doing anything. The, the paper isn't <laughs> yeah. doing anything to make you more secure. Mm-hmm. But exercising your faith and trust and standing on the promises that are in that book written there for us, definitely those are the kind of things that can help us stand when we're confronted by mm-hmm. by evil. Yeah. And um, I also liked it when you talked about prayer as one of our weapons because I know, and I know I remember Pat saying this too a few times, well, we're down to prayer now, like as a last resort. And we often, as human, maybe you don't, but I'm Mm -hmm. certainly guilty of it being like, well, nothing else to do. Let's pray about it. (laughs) And I don't know why it's at the end of the list in, in Paul's presentation of the armor of God or what we need to suit up in. Yeah. But maybe leaving it at the end just allows that little extra emphasis that Paul wanted to give it so that we know that this is a resource that certainly we, it says to pray at all times and all occasions yeah. for all all things for, and to always be praying for all of the saints. It's like praying for one another as brothers and sisters so that we will be able to stand firm, so that mm-hmm. we won't be deceived, so that we won't be divided, so that we won't be discouraged and the Apostle Paul himself, even in the verses at the end, beyond where we concluded on Sunday when he called the people to pray for, he said, pray always for all of the saints. He said, and pray also for me. Yeah. He added a very personal request at the end that, that he would be able to pro- proclaim the gospel fearlessly, mm. just as he felt he should. And so he himself was admitting he needed prayer. Yeah. And I think for all of us, you know, I would say the same, please pray for me. And you might yeah. say, please pray for Absolutely. you. And for us, thinking of each other as followers of Jesus saying, well, this is certainly one thing we can do for each other that makes a big difference is to Mm -hmm. pray uh, for one another to be strengthened. Uh, We're just coming through the sermon series on being energized, praying that God would energize us, fill us with his power to be able to do his will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's very good. That's very good. Um, oh, I think we missed a few. We oh, well, there's <laughs> lots of pieces the there. There's no, lots of pieces fine. there. Yeah, no, that's good. And they're there for people can go back and reread and reflect yeah. on the different parts of the suit, yeah. the armor that can be put on to mm. guarantee success in our battle against evil. I think, Julia, one, one good question maybe that didn't get emphasized as much on Sunday was like, who is the enemy? Oh, yes. Because sometimes we think people are the problem. If it wasn't for people, my life would be easy, we might say. Or we can think of when you think of going into a battle or spiritual battle, we think of these people that we can't get along with, people who think different than we do. Sometimes those battle lines are drawn between um, uh, lifestyles, drawn between political agendas, or Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things that kind of people take up sides, you know, and they're seeing the other person in their workplace, the other person at school, they kind of view them as the enemy. But this passage, it's helpful to clarify for us that our enemy is not, our, our enemies are not other people. Uh, they don't, their names don't go in the list there. Because yeah. it says in Ephesians 6, I think it's verse 11, uh, that our struggle isn't against mm-hmm. flesh and blood. It's not about other people. It says our struggle is against the rulers, the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the Mm. heavenly realms. And so I think that can be helpful for all of us who sometimes want to have a visible enemy and think they're they're the real problem. Yes. But really, those people who we are not maybe getting along with at the moment, uh, we have a common enemy. Yes. The same enemy who's maybe 
working in their life and causing them to do some things that aren't pleasant, also wants to work in our life and do things that are unpleasant to divide us and destroy us. Yeah. And so if we can keep our focus on who the real enemy is yes. and suit up so that we can stand up against the powers of darkness, uh, we'll be in a much better place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, this is, book was so full of good yeah. advice, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts for us? Just encouraging all of you who are listening today. I don't know how energized you feel, but there's, uh, our energy comes from the Lord. And just yes. in Ephesians 6.10, reminding us, to, it says to be strong in the Lord mm-hmm. and in his mighty power. And so all the things that we looked at, being energized for life, for work, to thrive, to shine, that energy comes from God. So look up to him today and invite his spirit to fill you with power mm. to do his will. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Trevor. That Thanks, Julie. Great message. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Trevor, if you've got questions or would like to chat with him, you can reach him at Trevor at WayneFleetBIC.com. And my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. Stand firm.